sagging porch and rusted downspouts. She doubted very strongly that there was any central heat within the building. If she'd expected a haven, she'd been sorely disappointed. Too bad. For the foreseeable future, this little 80-year-old building nestled deep in the forested foothills of the Bitterroots was going to be home. She hopped from the cab of her ancient SUV, a Chevy that had over 200,000 miles on its odometer, and into the pristine snow. The air was crisp and cold, the snow crusted over and no longer falling. Somehow, subsisting on power bars, bags of Doritos, Red Bull, and bottled water, she'd arrived after nearly 36 hours on the road. She was tired to the marrow of her bones, but she couldn't stop, not yet. She glanced behind her vehicle to what could barely be called a lane, where there was the merest break in the trees, just wide enough for her rig to pass. Twin ruts broke up the pristine mantle of snow, evidence that someone was occupying the cabin. Jessica Williams, she reminded herself. That's who lives here. That's my name now, Jessica Williams. The name felt uncomfortable, like a scratchy coat that rubbed her bare skin, but it had to be worn. She broke a path to the rotting porch and trudged up the two steps. She tried the key and it stuck unmoving in the lock. Come on, come on, she muttered under breath that fogged in the air. She'd rented this place online and struck a simple deal with the out-of-state owner. She paid him up front, in cash, no questions asked. She only hoped he held up his end of the bargain. With a final twist, the lock gave and she was able to push the door open. She flipped a light switch near the door and nothing happened, so she headed back to her SUV. She found her flashlight and returned to the porch and the open door. Snapping on the flashlight, she swept its harsh beam over the interior that looked as if no one had been there for a decade. It smelled musty, the air thick with dust. She ran the beam across an old love seat with faded lumpy cushions. A coffee table sat in front of it, and a rocker with most of its stuffing exposed was situated by a river rock fireplace, where she suspected birds might roost in the summer. Fixer-upper's dream, she said aloud. The ad certainly hadn't lied about that, nor probably a hunter's paradise. The terrain and the building were beyond rugged. There were no visible signs of a furnace, nor ductwork, just a kerosene space heater tucked into a gun closet, and, of course, the River Rock fireplace with its charred and well-used firebox. Home sweet home she said as she walked through the interior and out the front door. She needed to unload the Tahoe, clean the place up if she could, dare start a fire and settle in for the night. As she walked outside again, she noticed dusk was settling in. A soft snow began to fall again, and of course covered the tracks her rig had made when she'd turned off the county road twenty miles into the hills surrounding Grizzly Falls. Good. Surely I'll be safe here, she thought her gaze scouring the woods. There was no way he could find her, right? Again, she looked at the ruts her SUV had dug into the unbroken snow. If ever there were red arrows pointing to a target, those ruts were it. Worse yet, she felt as if she had been followed, though she'd seen no one in her rear view for miles. Paranoia crept in with the night stealing across the snowy landscape. She always felt as if someone were only a step behind her, ready to pounce and slit her throat.
she reminded herself that she had friends in Grizzly Falls, people she could trust. And what good will they do if he finds you? They can't save you, Jessica, and you know it. No one can. Despair threatened her just as a stiff breeze kicked up, rattling the branches of trees and swirling around the thin walls of the cabin. Get over yourself. The law in Grizzly Falls was supposed to be different from what she was used to. The sheriff, a thinking man with deep convictions and an ability to sort fact from fiction. Dan Grayson would help her. He had to. Jessica hauled in her sleeping bag, a pillow, a backpack, her empty thermos, and a single bottle of water, which along with half a bag of jerky and a banana that was turning brown would be her dinner. She eyed the living room, searching for any kind of hiding spot. There was a vent in the back corner of the firebox that allowed for the dropping of ashes and intake of...